that binder clip? I was going to clip it onto my lip and I thought, bad idea. <laughs> bad. You know, you I really have the want urge. to. It's like, I always have the urge to lick a giant battery. Ooh, I personally don't, but I'm. Is that a straight to jail? Of, <laughs> yeah. Licking a battery. Like a car battery? No. What? Why would you think a car battery? No, yeah. This <laughs> is what a I like to giant do. battery. <laughs> No, I just mean like those like big blocky ones that oh, I don't even oh. know what they go in, but I would just find them around my house when I was a oh. kid. And if you put your tongue to them, it like gives you like a little shock. It's not dangerous probably, <laughs> but I always have the urge to do it. Probably. <laughs> well, welcome back. Welcome back to So Good So Far podcast. These intros are getting wilder and wilder. They're getting out of control. But like in a good way. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of jealous of the bad podcast intro where literally every single time she just plays like this is the bad broadcast or I'm Maddie Murphy and this is the bad broadcast and then it goes into like the music and stuff like that. But like that's just too simple, I guess, for it's us. It's too simple because the thing is, is we always chat a little bit before we record. That's a little BTS for you guys. <laughs> oh yeah, every podcast. <laughs> and um, a little behind the scenes we uh talk outside this podcast we actually have lives outside this podcast just a little we actually do talk outside the podcast before this we do talk outside the podcast it's before and after we record and then that's it (laughs) all right well yeah well first first i want to mention like this is our 51st episode oh sorry (gasps) not the landline what do i even Okay, what I was going to say is that this is our 51st episode. We're just excited that it, we reached 50, which is, you know, an arbitrary, what is it? Milestone. Milestone, but yeah. But it is a big deal. We reached 50 mm-hmm. episodes and 5,000 downloads. We did. Right? We, yeah, 5,000 downloads, 50 that's episodes. So that's like 100 downloads an episode. We stay consistent. Yeah, even though we don't. <laughs> if nothing else. <laughs> we say, no, 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 our listeners stay consistent. We're not consistent. <laughs> but we're doing the best we can we are proud of you guys for being consistent where we can't Mm -hmm. yeah you guys always Um, listen you do the hard work you guys do the hard work of this podcast yeah okay so speaking of hard work how is your life going (laughs) (laughs) my life has been good um a little life update I went to Salt Lake City and Park City last weekend and it was super fun. I'd never been there. I've flown into Salt Lake before, but I've never like been off out of the airport. That weekend was the Social Icon Conference was going on, which was kind of like a smaller. Ooh. Did you go? Little... No, I didn't go. I just like it just so happened to be on the same weekend. Paige and I were like, dang, we can't believe this is happening. Like the same weekend we're there. And basically it's just kind of a conference about like social creators and digital creation and brand and all those kinds of things with some social creators that are either like from Utah or kind of like in that circle. And it was hosted by Indy Blue, who I love. And then Chelsea and JC from our, one of our favorite podcasts, what we said were there and a few other people. And I wasn't, again, I wasn't attending, but it was so random because we flew in and we got in pretty early and we couldn't check into our hotel until way later. So we're like, let's just explore around Salt Lake a little bit because we've like not really been here. So we found, I found this like little breakfast place to go that looked cute. Cause you know, that's like my first thing is I'm like, what's the cutest place? Not like, what's the best food? No, what's the cutest place. And so I, we went to this place and while we're sitting there eating, I was like, I want to look up this conference because it was happening Friday and Saturday. And that the day we flew in was Friday. And so I looked it up and we were literally across the street from the theater, like 
the theater we were I was like looking out the window at it it was just like across this little street and I was like oh my gosh it's so crazy they're probably all in there because it was an all-day thing on Friday and Saturday it's not like they're you know a-list celebrities or anything but they're people that I have like like to follow and they're kind of the those like three girls that I named are kind of the only quote-unquote influencers that I follow and they were all there and their husbands were there and like their kids and stuff or the ones that have kids you know like they were all there and I was like oh so crazy they're all in that building and so that was just kind of fun that is really wild it's also I always think about this it's so wild that like it feels like every famous influencer are from like or like kind of around Salt Lake City yeah so I feel like the the situation with that is that they're they all come from a Mormon background and it's like such a big deal. Like mommy blogging started, I feel like, in the Mormon community. I don't know exactly why that is, but I just think they have like a really nice aesthetic. <laughs> and Someone someone's kind of gotta like- do a paper on it, honestly. Cause yeah, I think a lot about this. I kind of like their aesthetic, but I also I also feel like it's very everything having everything white is like bothering me too just because like it looks so clean but also it's like there's no personality or character or life experience at all and so I told I get that because like I feel like I also gravitate towards that just because of probably everything that I've seen on Instagram but then recently I was like do I actually want that in my life because I feel like I'm trying to copy these people that are not even really my style at all yeah. And I feel like that style is even definitely like fading out. Like it's kind mm-hmm. of kind of where it started was like the mommy blogging. And I don't say that like derogatory. That's just kind of like what it's called. Yeah, that's the um, term, I think. Yeah. Commun- that community kind of started, I feel like back in maybe like the early 2010s, like maybe 2013, 14, whatever. Like when Instagram was like just getting going. Pretty yeah. Much. And that was kind of like the big thing. And for years, I feel like until maybe you know, 2016, 2017, all of that was like such, everything was so curated. Like JC Smith, who I just mentioned before, uh, she talks about this in either a vlog or a TikTok. I think it's in a TikTok about how the aesthetic of Instagram has just changed, obviously from like these super curated influencer or like mommy blogger Instagrams, you know, like into preset being, photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff into like, like more, a little bit more real, but also, I mean, still curated. It's all curated, yeah, but like a little bit more like this is my real life. Yeah. I feel like it really started in like the Mormon community. And that's why it's super, a lot of influencers are from Utah and Arizona and those areas that are like more, have a higher Mormon population. But anyway, so that was not really even anything because I didn't even see any of those people, but it was just cool to be around. And we kind of walked by the theater and you could see, and then they were like, had a bunch of photo booths set up and stuff like that to kind of like take pictures with people and do meet and greets and whatever. You were probably like literally like a hundred feet away from Indy Blue at some point. I know. I was right out there. Crazy. And then, oh, we were also in Park City. Well, actually we went to this little town outside of Park City and they had this like what looked like a ghost town, but it was like fully functioning. It was just in these super old buildings. They were from, I have to imagine over a hundred years ago, maybe more like straight up wild west and they had Mormons back then. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably. Honestly, um, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, but this was, this was different, but it was just like this town, this little part of this town. And at one end of the 
it wasn't even like a street. It was like a gravel walkway and the buildings were functioning with businesses, but also some of them were like more worn down. The wood was like rotting. Like this stuff was so old. There were like these flags hanging off one of the buildings that were like completely faded and tattered, like old, old, old. So it was to my knowledge, like original from that time period. And at one end of the square, whatever they had a literal gallows set up at the end of the square. And there was like rope around the top. Just like, I was like, Oh, just the casual. It was super old. Like it's probably not recent. They're not obviously like hanging people now, but 150, whatever. I don't know how, I don't know when that was exactly. Don't come for me, but that's honestly nuts. It was like there for, and I had sent the picture to my dad and he's like, I don't think that's original, but I was like, why would they, what, the, what are they putting this up for show? Yeah. Like, why would they like recreate it to put it up for show? Yeah. I'll send you well, a picture. I mean, I'll post it up for, on like, the history purposes, but yeah, but the buildings were so old. Like they weren't re they what weren't was, like, what was the vibe? Haunted? Kind of haunted, but also like wild west vibes. Like interesting. it was just very interesting. So probably just a casual place where people were hung for god knows what and then that yeah so that was that trip it was fun it was really pretty there it's basically just like Colorado (laughs) basically it looks like Colorado there's not as many like mountains and stuff but anyway (laughs) you guys know you guys know Utah okay then I have an I have a really funny story for my next life update it's a two-part story the first part not not nothing to be concerned about I was (laughs) This was like a few weeks ago because I put this in my phone when it happened because it was so crazy and we just haven't recorded for a few weeks. <laughs> so we had talked about actually, I think in the last episode, we did our own straight to jails and you said that you eat in bed. I don't ever really eat in bed because I live in a home, like I live in a house now and we have tables and stuff. I'm not in like a studio apartment anymore. So randomly one night, a few weeks ago, I was eating a bowl of cereal in bed. I shouldn't even say eating because I didn't even take a bite of it. But I sat down in my bed. I'm like sitting crisscross. I put the bowl like in between my legs. And then I realized I had left my phone like on the end of the bed. So I lean forward. No. <laughs> flips over into the bed. And I'm like in the sheets. Oh. So it's not just like on the comforter where you can just kind of like yeah. slide it off. Yeah. It was like. I was in the sheets. It's it was in like bed on, with you. It's on, it's in between sheets and the comforter. Like it was just a whole thing. And it's like, you're like, this I'm- is nothing to be concerned of. <laughs> and the thing is, I'm not concerned because this happens to me like once a week, not with cereal, but just like something like this. Like, did something, I tell yeah. you about the chocolate? <laughs> no. Oh my God. I was eating a bar of chocolate in bed once watching TV on my laptop. And I thought I finished the chocolate bar because I couldn't find it anywhere. And I was like, okay, I guess I finish it. Freaking Patrick from SpongeBob moment. I get up to the bathroom. The chocolate was under my laptop. Melted. Completely melted. Completely all over my comforter, all over my sweatpants, all over my laptop. (laughs) I still have chocolate in my laptop. I can't get it up. (laughs) Not the new one. (laughs) The new one. It works fine. It's it's meant for stuff like this, I guess. it's meant for an adventure lifestyle (laughs) that is so freaking funny okay so what's the second part of the story okay well it kind of leads into it so I just like sit there for a second because you're kind of like what do I do in this situation like you you know you have to clean it up 
but you're like, how? So I get up and I'm like trying to like scoop it out, whatever. Long story short, I finally get it all out. I'm trying to like keep it from getting into the mattress, like the milk, almond milk, not even regular milk, but I'm trying to keep this almond milk from like leaking into the mattress. And so I try to get it all off. And then I just like rip all the sheets off, like in one fell swoop. I'm like, I'm just going to throw these in the wash, whatever. You know, I got all the cereal off. <laughs> and so I kind of like, I took the comforter off and then I just like ripped everything off all together, throw it in the wash. <laughs> that was part one. <laughs> Wait, okay. So, before you, before you start part two, what kind of cereal? <laughs> That's a huge it's a huge question. Oh, it was um, rice checks. No. Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say rice krispies. Okay, that's oh. way better. Rice checks. Yeah. So it's <laughs> I don't know why I said rice checks. Uh, why am I like this? Um, Sorry, rice, just natural. Yeah. <laughs> Gluten free. <laughs> so yeah, I wash the sheets, whatever. <laughs> I go to pull the sheets out of the washer and I'm pulling them out and I'm like, I like feel something in the sheets and I'm like, what? is this in my sheets no. and I had washed my vibrator no. <laughs> it was like in the bed and I forgot <laughs> it was in there no thankfully it's waterproof yeah it's waterproof so it's it, fine it was fine but oh my gosh it held up <laughs> okay that also reminds me of when my friend Celeste had her vibrator in her backpack for some reason and then her coffee opened or something like that I don't know something opened in her bag Mm -hmm. and got like food or something all over her vibrator and she just sent us a picture no context with like food (laughs) on her vibrator did not explain you're like what's going on here it's like something exploded in my backpack I'm like I have so many questions um (laughs) yes so you know it's more common than you think yeah it actually probably is I could not believe it I was like oh I can't believe I just put that whole thing in the wash (laughs) thank god I didn't dry it like there's definitely like a dirty joke in there somewhere but I know we'll keep it pg for today (laughs) um my last life update is that I got back on hinge nothing really crazy I've been on and off hinge for years, but I decided I want to get back in the dating pool. It's been a while. (laughs) And uh, so I updated all my photos, updated my hinge prompts. Obviously, they're all hilarious. Oh, guess what I said? So one of the prompts is like, let's debate this topic. And I said, Elf versus the Polar Express. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you're getting out there and we'll probably have hilarious stories soon enough. Yeah, I'm trying to really get some content, um, some free meals. Dating for the content. Yeah, honestly, it's mostly for the content. I'm trying to basically everything I do is for content. Yeah, I mean, life is just one big content. Mm -hmm. Okay, (laughs) well, that's all my life updates. What's been going on in your life? So much. So. What we didn't say before is that we hadn't recorded in a while, actually. I didn't post an episode for like a month because I was going through a very rough time. So this is the first time recording in a while. And I, so I think the last update I had was that I was starting this new serving job. First of all, they kept postponing the start date. They postponed it a month. And so then I finally start and 
it's like a brand new restaurant opening. It's like just madness. Like Mm -hmm. it's learning the entire, everyone's learning everything and people are running around and it's a really small restaurant and there's like 50 to 60 people running around. No one's like wearing masks. It's just, it was like really stressful environment, but I was like doing okay. I knew the whole menu. I was like, it'll get better once we open and we start the whole time. The restaurant's being like kind of culty all of a sudden because they're like making us sit down and watch these videos that are like, what is the point of life if you don't love your job? And like all these things about loving your job. And it's like, um, excuse me, I'm serving breakfast. This is a literal serving job. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like talking about like, you know, we promote people with from within and uh, we really care like their whole thing was that we care more about our staff than the customers and they're like you'll never hear that but then like three days go by and I get pulled aside and I this is before you guys even opened before we open yeah it's day three of training and I get pulled aside and they're like we have decided that you are maybe not picking things up fast enough and we want to bring you back to expo or like, you know, basically like expo, like busboy type of role. And I was like, okay, like, what do you think I'm not picking up? Because like, I know the whole menu and I know the table numbers and this is a restaurant job and it's not that serious. Yeah. Like what else could I need to know? And she's like, I don't know. I'm just relaying information. Let me go find out for you if you'd really like to know. She comes back and she's like, so we totally get you. You know the menu. You know everything you need to know. The only thing that we are seeing as a problem is that you lack a sense of urgency. How would they even know that if you're not even serving yet? But like in my head, I'm like, I honestly don't have a sense of urgency because I don't give a fuck about any of this. You know, I'm like, honestly, like in general. Like, I don't have a sense of urgency in general. I'm like the slowest person I know of like almost anything. Right. I don't feel like I'm a fast person, but, it, but like, so I'm like, how do they know? Like, how do they find this out? Is it just like a vibe I give off? But I was like, all right, well, you know, I don't want to move back. And so I just want to like serve. And if I can't, like, what are my options? And she was like, well, then it's just not going to work out. So then I just left. So like I started and ended a job within like one week. That is so bizarre. Like, I feel like they, I mean, I guess they did give you an option of like, oh, you can go back, but it's like, why not sit down with me, give me specifics. And then I can show you like that I'm working on that or something. I don't know. There was no warning. They weren't like, Hey, like, we aren't seeing like a sense of urgency that we need for this place because I guess they have a lot of people that come in or whatever. First of all, I don't even really want my server to look like she's about to faint from anxiety, but whatever, you know, it ended up like being for the best, I think, because I think it would have really stressed me out all the time. And, you know, if I like even made it through that week, I feel like it wouldn't have gotten them much better. And it was for the best because literally right after that, I got COVID. Four days later. Yeah. So like there is like this week where I got fired and then I actually had an allergic reaction to nuts, not dead. It's totally fine. Um, and then got COVID right after that. And then got my period in the same like week and a half span. And it was like life's way of being like, yeah, start over. Like (laughs) (laughs) let's take another stab at this. I wish there was enough time between getting fired 
so that I could like make light of it because it's honestly kind of funny to just like get fired for like, it's like a vibe check. Like, oh, you didn't pass the vibe (laughs) check. You're fired type of thing. Well, and it just doesn't even sound like they had, I mean, I don't know, but it doesn't sound like you hadn't even really started working yet. Yeah. How could they really know? No. Yeah. I I feel like maybe they were just trying to like weed people out because they hired too many people whatever it was, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter because it already happened anyways. Yeah. So like, there's like this period where like got fired, got COVID really physically feeling terrible mentally. Like, okay, what do I do with my life? Because I don't have a job. Yeah. And so this kind of like all accumulated into this period where right after everything, I felt extremely tired from COVID And then also feeling like, holy shit, I put so much worth into my employment status. Kind of like this revelation that I had, I feel like I'm like worthless if I don't have a job. The only a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. I obviously like as a humanity, we have to work in some capacity, but it's, there's a lot of pressure put on like your status in your career. Yes, exactly. And when you have like no path towards that, and especially when you like get fired, it feels like very personal, even if it's like not even in your job field. I I actually felt like such low self-confidence. Like is, am I hireable at all? Like I don't have any skills depressing myself into thinking all these things that probably aren't true or like are only half truths. The truth that I feel like I didn't get a bachelor's degree in anything particular is true. At the same time, that's not the full truth because it's like you don't need to have a bachelor's degree in something very specific to pursue a career in whatever you want to do. Or also you don't need to pursue a career at all if you don't want to. You know, right. Like you can you can do whatever you want to make the money you need to survive. Basically. I mean, it's so it's it's a lot simpler than I think we think of it. I want to get more into this in another episode. So I guess I don't want to jump in and like go too deep into it. But um, but basically I just think there's kind of this like fake construct of you have to have a specific career path that's the conventional path in order for you to be successful. And like I think we're seeing more and more that that's just not the case. Yeah, exactly. We put a lot of our worth into things as well and like materials. And if you don't have a job, you can't buy excess materials. And, you know, I'm just like thinking about all these things that I want. And some of them are like healthcare. And so it's like, mm, yeah, I do actually <laughs> need that. But like, it it just really feels like you're not productive or amounting to anything. And then like, you're so far down that rabbit hole that you forget to think like, why am I forcing myself to, you know, fit into this like American workforce dream that, you know, isn't even like really attainable and is also like making almost everyone in America unhappy anyways. It's just such a trap, I think, of capitalism just to make you feel worthless if you don't have a job and then make you feel like powerless if you do have one. I don't know. I we, We're going to get into that in a different episode probably, but just wanted to get into it because it's part of the reason why I haven't been doing episodes and then also just part of my life right now. And obviously let's get, just get sadder 
for a second, because we're going to just talk about abortion for a second, just because with everything that's been happening, we felt like we couldn't really just ignore it. That felt really wrong, especially because we both feel passionate about women's rights and it's just like an important topic. Yeah. I think it's no secret that we support a woman's right to choose and the potential that that could be taken away, even in a number of states, is a huge step back for our country and for women's rights. And that's obviously also not a secret. I think most people can agree on that. Um, And there's all sorts of stuff going around, all sorts of information and just kind of explanations of why, like, (laughs) it shouldn't really need an explanation. But if someone's, you know, not totally understanding, there's definitely information out there to understand why this is important and what the underlying reasons are for them trying to basically control women's bodies. So. Mm-hmm. The, you know, there's nothing like official yet because it was just like a leaked document about what they're going to vote. And it said right. that they were going to um, overturn Ro- Roe v. Wade. So like right now, abortion is still legal federally, but like Roe v. Wade in general is a very loose string. And and that's how kind of like all federal law laws are in a sense. It's like a very loose string that kind of outlines the direction that they want the laws of each state to go. But like really in America, a lot of stuff is left up to the states to decide. And like luckily in Colorado, abortion laws are like codified or whatever that means. Just like basically abortion is protect- protected in Colorado. But why it's scary that Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned federally is that uh, this is going to make it a lot harder for other states to protect abortion. And then a lot of people, at least like people that can afford it, obviously poor people are going to be the ones who are most affected by this, but people that can't afford it are going to come to Colorado to have abortions and then overload abortion centers and healthcare professionals that work in abortion centers here. So it is really important that there is some federal regulation so that we don't have like a bunch of people coming to a state and like overflowing them for stuff like this. And just also because now like federally, it feels like women are second-class citizens, actually legally second-class citizens. And maybe like, I feel safe in my city or in my city of Denver, my state of Colorado, but just like going outside of that, feeling like I don't have a really a say over my body, that feels stressful and scary and makes me worry about all, like everyone in our nation who doesn't have that protection. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a very scary issue. And it's scary too, because the majority of people agree that abortion, safe abortion is necessary. And like, there's a lot of people who are like on the fence, like, oh, it depends on the situation to get an abortion. Then there's a very, very small percent. I think it's like 14% that are just against abortions completely. 14% is not even close to majority. Even people who believe that abortion should be completely protected in all cases, that is a majority. It's like 40 something percent of people 48% or something of people. And then there's a, like a huge percent that just think it should be legal in some way. 
So the fact that just like nine people sat in a room and just a little more than half of them decided to make decisions for all of women. And also, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say women because not only women get abortions, a a lot of different genders get abortions. So I'm sorry for that. Just make making the decision for any person's body by five people, basically, that just seems so messed up to me and like dystopian in a way like that Mm -hmm. feels like a dictatorship in a certain sense. Yeah, it's concerning. And I can't believe we're even having to have this conversation in 2022. Mm -hmm. But here we are. Yeah, we just want to obviously bring awareness. It's it's all over, so it's not like it's something that people aren't really aware of. But yeah, it's just super important for yeah. It, I think, and I think it's super important that people speak up about it. Like, I don't have a specific like abortion story, but so many women do, and it, it's a great time if you feel comfortable to speak up about it because I think abortion is something that's so not it's like taboo yeah taboo yeah abortion is something that's so taboo in our culture that like telling people that you got one feels very like uncomfortable and wrong and scary and because of this almost no one realizes how many people have had abortions so many people have had abortions so many people and and for all different reasons that are for nobody's business nobody's business and who are we to decide what qualifies someone to get an abortion you know it's like their reasons nobody's just like getting an abortion just because whatever and didn't think it through they all have their reasons and they're all important and we yes no one not anyone can decide whether they have the right to make the choices that they want to or not the only person that can make the choice for their own body is that person's. Right. Exactly. And it's just so, so funny to me that the, the small percentage of people who are against abortion completely were just screaming my body, my choice, because they didn't want to wear a mask or get a vaccine. And they said, you have no right to know about my medical history. This is my body and my medical history. The fact that the government wants to know my medical records is insane. Yeah. Really? And they shouldn't be putting stuff into my body or whatever. And it's like, Like, if you can choose what you put in your body, I can choose what I take out of it. Right. Like keep the same energy. Mm -hmm. I think it's just like, it's about control um, over the certain things they want to. It's about control over poor people. It's about control over minorities. Anybody can be pro-choice and say, I would never get one. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You that, should yep, still support yep. the woman's right to choose. Just because yes. you would never get one doesn't mean other people don't have legitimate personal reasons for yeah. doing so. And and one last thing, one last point is that I feel like a lot of these people who are anti-abortion say that they're pro-life. And I cannot exaggerate how wrong it is to say you're pro-life when once the baby is born, you do not give a fuck about them. Literally. Yes. None. Like none. There's and then no, those, yep. Oh, sorry, those kids ahead. end up in, I'm sorry, but those kids end up in yes. foster, in foster homes, homes and, and on the street, they're on homeless. the streets. And then you hate homeless people and yep. you say mm-hmm. homeless people need to get a job and blah, blah, blah. When that's the baby that somebody had, because they 
were not allowed to get an abortion. Yep, exactly. And, and not now su- you think that person's life is basically worthless. Yes. And not supporting mothers for like a maternity leave, not paying for the birth of the child, which giving birth is extraordinarily expensive. Not, not, not giving helping with child care. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not helping with child care at all. It's like, you're just asking for people who have babies to become homeless and then you're hating them for being homeless. It's like, once you're in, if you're in the fetus, it's like, okay, we'll help you with whatever you need. Once you leave, oh, well, you're out here. It's your, it's your responsibility to make your life as good as possible. It's not on anyone else's shoulders, no matter, no, regardless of like how oppressed you are in other circumstances. Right. Like it just, it's a deeper issue. It's a much deeper issue than being quote unquote pro-life. And I think that that's, I mean, you can find tons and tons and tons of information about this and we don't have all the answers, but yeah, that's where we stand and we just believe it's Mm -hmm. super important. So yeah, it's super important. And like the rest of the episode is going to be like way lighter. Yes. Thanks for sticking through the heavy stuff. (laughs) The heavy stuff we did. We didn't want to like ignore it because I think that it's like the mo- one of the most important things that's going to happen this year mm-hmm. so a huge issue definitely yes. in our country and and also um, if you want to do anything to help like I think that protesting is very important like there's just strength in numbers I think that donating to the right places is important but I'm always very very skeptical of who I'm donating to because the worst thing that you can do is have your funds go to someone's pocket. So just be very mindful. There's a lot of great like resources. I put something um, on my story the other day about abortion funds, but I will, I can put it back on there again. I'll probably put the link in my bio and also just like spreading the, like talking to family members, I feel like, cause I feel like the people and, and the, here's the thing is that this is a Supreme court decision. It's nine people. Most likely you're not related to those nine people and not the five who voted to overturn it. So getting people on your side for this issue isn't really going to do much because it's like up to these nine people. But I guess the only thing that we can do is continue to vote in our state elections and local elections to make sure that abortion is protected in our areas. So that is probably the most important thing you can do. And also like to encourage the people in your community to figure out how to create legislation that can protect it in your community. Cause it's really a community issue at this point. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. I co-sign everything you said. Well, yeah. Thanks again for sticking with us through that. And we're going to get into some lighter material. You know what I want to say right now? We're just going to take a quick break to thank some of our partners. (laughs) (laughs) Who will be our partners for this episode? Planned Parenthood. Probably for one. But it's like what they're paying us to promote them. I don't think that's how their company works. (laughs) I don't think that's how their company works. This episode is sponsored by Affordable Birth Control. Yes. It doesn't exist. I hope we get it. (laughs) You can get it from the Pell Club for like pretty cheap. Yeah, it's called Favor now, but it used to be called the Pell Club. And they just changed their name. It was cheap. I think I paid like $9 a month for it or something. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So yeah, now we'll, we'll get into some recs. So I don't have any content recs, 
Um, I've just been incredibly busy and have not been watching or reading or consuming any new content. Illegal. Straight to jail. Straight to jail, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Love. But um, my wife wreck, which I feel like it's a fun thing to do for wrecks. My life wreck is I've been wanting to take a break from Instagram for the past I mean, forever, you know, but for the past, for the past 10 years, (laughs) the past 10 years, for the past couple of weeks, the thing is, is I really do love Instagram and I love posting and I love sharing things and I love having creative things on there and whatever. But the thing that gets me is that I compare myself so much that I literally feel like super lost, super worthless. Like I think that I just, everyone understands social media comparison, but I think that I'm not on the right career path and I'm not like doing as much as I could be doing and I'm not using my potential and I could be doing X, Y, and Z and I don't look like these people and I don't have their clothes and all these things. I mean, we all know what comparison is. And so I've deleted the app before or I've signed out of mine. Actually, what I do is I sign out because I got to keep the app for the podcast, but I'll sign out and it's just a little too easy to get back on. And it's a little too easy to even get on the podcast, Instagram and scroll. So my recommendation, instead of going cold Turkey, because let's be honest, if like most of us are like somewhat addicted to social media, like just in Mm -hmm. a way where you just like open it without thinking Mm -hmm. you're, when you're bored, you open it. What I did was I just deleted the app, which I know a lot of people do, but I don't say like, you can't get on, like you have to be off Instagram. I just get on, on a browser on my phone and it is so annoying to use. It is not user-friendly. It's just like you click on a story and if it's a video, you have to click play. Like it's 1992. <laughs> and so- <laughs> They want you, know, you like, to do, they want that though because they they don't want to make want it you to have the user-friendly. App. They want you to have the app. They Because yeah. like if you are just going on your web browser, they, they think like, oh, you don't have an account probably. You're just right. looking at someone's Instagram or whatever if you can. So they want you to like, oh, they're like, oh, I- don't, I hate this. I'm just going to get the app just to browse. And then you right. have to get an account. And, and then there's just constantly, spirals. yeah, there's constantly a button at the bottom that says use the app. I'm like, no, I don't have the app. Yeah. But it makes it so annoying to have to use that. I'm just like getting uh, kind of like, what's the word? I'm just getting like the ick. I'm like, I don't want to even get on there. It's too annoying. It's too mm-hmm. non-user friendly. Like it, it makes me think of in Atomic Habits, where he says, like, if you're trying to break a bad habit, you have to make it unsatisfying mm-hmm. or like harder to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like seriously unsatisfying. I get on and I'm like, Ugh, like my feed won't refresh. I can see a few stories. I can go to messages, but it's just like not easy to use. It's not satisfying me at all. But anyway, so that's just my wreck is if you're trying to kind of like just even spend less time on Instagram, deleting the app and then letting yourself use it on chrome or whatever absolutely heinous makes you not yeah. want to get on i have a life wreck similar to that i was really bored when i had covid and so the one thing that i don't like about instagram is that i use it a lot for like shopping stuff not to like actually shop because i literally don't buy anything pretty much that i'm broke but i'm always like oh when i get money and i can actually get some clothes i like look at it on Instagram for like the products. I just feel like any company that has a product has an Instagram and I follow it for some reason. So, (laughs) and my feed was so clogged up with like companies and shopping and stuff like that. And I like never buy anything. 
And I don't want to like get rid of those companies because I want, you know, remember like, oh, this is the company that I liked for sweatpants if I like need to get another pair of sweatpants. So I made a separate Instagram account and I've been like slowly transferring all of the like shopping accounts, like all of the companies to that account. And I literally never go on it, but like now I have like a list of all of these companies that I like to buy from and my feed isn't clogged up with a bunch of like ads. I think that's such a good idea because my feed, I mean, Instagram is just off the rails anyway. And you literally like can't like half the posts I see are from people I don't follow. They're just like suggested yeah. posts. And I'm like, yeah, this and you can't get away from them now. It makes me so angry. Yeah. You can't get I'm away. Just from like, them. I don't yeah. want to see this. I don't want to see it's this. Like, what's every- the explore page for? Right. And then also every post is like a video now, besides mm-hmm. the post from like just my every friends. Or every post is a video. I'm like, it's not TikTok. I don't want this to be TikTok. Let Instagram be Instagram. Anyway, JC Smith also had a good bit about this on one of their podcast yeah. episodes. But yeah. she was like, just let the platforms be what they are because people want a photo platform. But yeah. now you're trying to turn it into video. And it's like, yeah, I understand that that keeps people's attention, but people want a place to post their photos. And now it's like, yep. mm-hmm. they don't even get seen. I also don't usually like videos on Instagram because like the videos, like if, if you click on a video and then you scroll, it's not like within your followers. It's just like a random video and yeah. it's not curated at all. So it's like all of a sudden I'm watching this random person in Mongolia make a dish I've never heard of. Right. It's right. like, like it okay. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> kind of interesting, but like kind of a time suck that just like doesn't matter at all and so the videos are stupid and like also just post it on tiktok like that's what it's for literally that's what it's for but also don't ruin tiktok um yeah so that's my first life wreck that kind of like tied into yours the next three are just content wrecks and i have a lot so like buckle up my first recommendation is the ultimatum because holy shit, this show is the craziest show I've ever watched. I don't really watch like reality TV that shows that much. I like them, but I just like, it's hard for me to like stay invested all the way. I'm still considering watching it. Okay. Is it so, worth watching? Is it like do you so know stupid? Anything about it? it is. I understand the pre- pretense. Okay. Yeah. You understand. So basically, if, if you haven't heard of this show, which I can't imagine you haven't, the pretense is that five couples maybe come on the show at the start to decide basically if they want to get married or not. And one person gave the other one an ultimatum of like, if you don't marry me by the end of the show, then I'm going to leave you. First of all, crazy premise for a show. Crazy premise, dude. (laughs) Wild. Because nothing screams love more than marry me in this six week period or I'm done. Like what screams love more? If you have to give someone an ultimatum, the answer is no. Yeah, seriously. But to give like a hard ultimatum of like marry me or leave is so unhealthy. And I don't think a single person on the show has ever been in a healthy relationship before. So to be fair to them, but also to be fair to everybody else, these people are not so. And also, I truly believe in the depths of my heart that not a single one of these people have farted in front of a significant other before. And we can tell. And that's 
a huge sign to me. These people aren't real. Anyways, if you want to listen more to it, I really recommend Bad Broadcast summary episode on it. She just did a summary and it is, it's so good. And she answers so many questions that I was thinking of, but basically it's like these people that go on the show swap partners all around for three weeks and a trial marriage. I do not know what is a trial marriage about this. They just like live together in the same apartment for three weeks. It's like, okay. With a different, with their, not the partner they came with, somebody else. With somebody else. Right. And then, so they try, try that out for three weeks and then they all like meet up and discuss. And obviously they're like hating each other because they're all dating each other's significant other. And then they get back with their like original partner that they came with for three weeks. And everyone, I say you not, is getting mad at each other for being unfaithful. And it's like, you Why did you go on the show? Yeah. It is (laughs) crazy to the very last end. And there's just so much drama. And it's honestly hard to watch at certain points. It's just so cringe. But, oh, my God. Like, it's just so entertaining. Anyways, it's it's by the same people that did Love is Blind, if that helps you. Yeah. um, Yeah. Anyways, okay, so that's my first recommendation. My second recommendation is like literally an opposite type of show. It's Severance uh, on Apple TV with Adam Scott. And this has become like my f- new favorite show. It is so good. It's like the writing is so on point. The acting is amazing. Like Adam Scott is really good. And then like, but like everyone else around him is awesome. And it's directed by Ben Stiller, actually. Um, who for some reason has feels like he's taken a very large interest in the work-life balance in America for no reason because he's an actor and probably has never like really had the nine-to-five job in his life maybe I don't know he probably works way more than that (laughs) yeah well he probably does work more than that but like doing something he's like we need that he loves but yeah he's like we need a work-life balance though uh he also produced the secret life of Walter Mitty. And that was very like dealing with like, what is more important becoming who you are or like saving your job or whatever. And Adam Scott is also in that one. So I don't know what yeah. kind of weird friendship they've created, but it's, it's amazing. And this show is just very original, very, it's like low key funny, but like super impactful at the same time. And it's just to sum up that like what it's about, it's, it's about this group of people who work for this company called Lumen and in this world, Lumen has developed a procedure that can sever your regular life from your work life. And so they like trigger it when you're like going up the elevator to your office. And so like once you're triggered in work, you don't remember a single thing about your personal life. And it basically feels like you never leave because that side of you is literally always at the office. It never leaves. And then your personal life person doesn't remember anything about work. And so there's like a lot of, a lot of questions of like morality, a lot of questions of like, how much should we be compartmentalizing our work life? Are we working too much? Like how much of our life is it sucking away? And like, would it be better if we could just like not remember anything? It's so good. I just really recommend it. It's on Apple TV. You can get a free trial for Apple TV if you don't have it for a week. And then after that's like $5.99, which I feel like is like honestly the cheapest platform out there. And it's worth it to watch the show. Well, it's only nine episodes. So it's not like a huge commitment. But like after the nine episodes, I was like, I can't believe I have to wait a whole year for another season. Another season. Ugh. 
Okay. And then my last recommendation, it's everything everywhere all at once. I loved this movie. It was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. It was so original, so funny. And it literally felt like they had taken this movie from my head. It felt like they had taken certain scenes from my head. And he's like, I'm so original and funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's so original. It's just like me. It's about this family who has kind of suffered from some generational trauma, um, but they're, you know, they're from China living in America. And this mom is having trouble connecting with her daughter after she comes out as gay and has a girlfriend. It, It just like makes you feel like everything is absurd, but beautiful at once. And like, it made me feel everything. It made me feel happy and sad and um, like it made me contemplate my own life and it made me feel like secure in what I've done and like my accomplishments. It made me, it put me in the shoes of my mom. It put me in the shoes of uh, a queer person. It put me in the shoes of an immigrant person. And basically it just, it changed my life. Like, I don't know if I've ever had a movie change my life that much. I'm so excited to see it. I've heard basically the same things that you're saying and just like nothing but good things. Yeah. I cried in the theater. Um, so be prepared. Yes. Go see it. I cannot recommend this movie enough. Okay. So we're going to do straight to jail. Quick little segment. So we always try to do it. Well, since last week, we've decided we're going to do a straight to jail for ourselves because we're like, we're yes. being, we're being harsh. But again, we say this every episode. It's mostly just a joke, but straight to tell for myself for this week is the way that I am just obsessed with Pray Little Liars. <laughs> I'm a 27 year old woman and it's just had a chokehold on me since 2010. It's not really something that like, I, I'm not like obsessed in like, a you're not way, like I a guess. fan. You're not like a fan girl. It's just that Yes, you still watch it, which is odd as a 27-year-old. Yeah, I watch it all the time, but not I don't like watch it um consciously, I guess I should say. Like, yeah, I just put it on as like a comfort show. And usually I actually just put it on when I'm going to bed. And the reason for that is because it's dark visually, it's a dark show. And so it doesn't like cast a lot of light into the room if I'm watching it at night and it's just like kind of quiet. It's not like new girl mm-hmm. where they're yelling every five seconds. <laughs> You also also told me something one time that really stuck with me about this show. And I agree. So many bad things happen to the main characters that you kind of feel better about yourself when you're watching it. And I know that you like don't watch it consciously as much anymore. But like, I feel like that feeling probably stuck with you. It's like, well, it could be worse. I could could be be being stalked. True that. True that. Um, Yeah. So that's a straight to jail for me. I mean, truly. It's it's a show for teenagers and not just teenagers. It's a show for teenagers that came out over ten years ago. But oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, it came out in wow. two thousand ten. Wow. Okay. But it's just so good. My favorite podcast is a recap of the show with the funniest guys on earth. I just can't get enough of it. I just love it. Me and my sister are just like we just love it. So okay, go ahead. Okay, I I also want to say that like. <laughs> I feel like it's okay to just like, like whatever you like. And it's, it's a hundred percent. That's what we always say. You should be going to jail for that. Yeah. I, I don't feel bad about that at all. I talk about it. But all should the you time. be going to jail for it? Yes. True. I mean, yeah, it's no flipping your insides and 
it's not flipping your eyelids inside out, but <laughs> flipping your insides is... inside out. Oh yeah. God. Okay. But well, so my straight to jail for myself was pulling all nighters because I'm terrible at time management. I should go to jail for this because of the fear that it instills in other people when I tell them that I've pulled an all-nighter recently in my adult life. Like you tell people that you pulled all-nighters a lot in college, they're like, yeah, that makes sense. Like that's odd, but like it makes sense. No, the last time I pulled an all-nighter was like a week ago. Also, you're not like out partying. Like, no. You're just literally staying up. No, I'm, <laughs> I've never pulled an all-nighter because I was out partying. Never. It's literally because I'm just so bad at time management that – I leave things to the last minute and then I have to do them overnight or else they'll be late. And I choose to do that. And, and honestly, I don't know why I would rather like just pull an all nighter than have something be late. That seems like a problem inside me, but that's my straight to jail. It kind of makes sense when you're in design school, it's always takes longer than you think. Yeah. It always does take longer than you think. That's, that is a big part of the reason why, but it's not the only reason why. Okay. My next one is um, open invites to weddings. So by this, I mean posting on Facebook when you're getting married and saying, who wants an invite to my wedding? DM me your address. Mm, Yeah. No, no. This isn't an open house. This isn't like the parade of homes. You're getting married. This is an invite only event this is an exclusive event if you're invited consider yourself lucky this is literally the met gala of events for your life maybe yeah yeah it's like the main large event that you have i'm not asking who wants to come yeah because you know what happens when you ask people like that kind of question like you say like who's up right now and wants to talk it's always the weirdest person you know right that you wish you didn't know it's always some weird dude from high school who's like, I would love to come to your wedding. And you're like, I don't even know you. Like, why would you? Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. And and you know what? Again, people yeah. do what they want. I think people who have different like religious upbringings and things like that do weddings in a different way. For me, like that's how Indian weddings are kind of not not actually it's not like an Instagram thing, but like Indian weddings, anyone can come. It's like just like a big party. Like so much right, like there's made. cultural differences, yeah. but I just can't get past like posting a Facebook status and saying like it's a who wants regular old send- party where yeah, you're gonna who have wants me to send an invite. I wouldn't even do that for my birthday. Like no, no. literally no. no, because you know what? if you don't have their address or like if you don't even have a semblance of where they live, you shouldn't. You don't know them well enough to have them come to your special day. Well, yeah, and also it's like this is my event. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, if you're invited, not you're not going right to tell me you want to come. What I'm just going to get disappointed. Like I'm just going to be disappointed. Anyway, you're just trying to make friends. Yeah, <laughs> not the vibe. Straight to jail. <laughs> I'm going to use this opportunity, my wedding, to make friends. <laughs> um. Okay. So my next straight to jail is, and this is kind of an attack on Nicole because I feel like I feel like she'd be someone who would say this. People who say. I can't sleep past X time. Like I can't sleep past seven. I can't sleep past eight. I can't sleep past six. What, what do you mean? Literally just keep your eyes closed. It's so easy. What do you mean? You can't sleep past this time. Keep your eyes closed. <laughs> it's, it's dark under there. Okay. Just keep sleeping. Just keep sleeping. 
it's what so about when you're not tired anymore like your body your internal alarm clock will wake you up what is that what's an internal alarm clock there's a point where like real. my it's body real. is like i don't want to sleep anymore usually that doesn't happen because i have to set an alarm every day and i'm like yeah i could sleep for five more hours but if it's a weekend i'll just wake up at like legitimately how does your body know because i wake up at five or six every single day honestly i would when i had a steady job i would have to wake up at like 7 30 every single day my body never got used to it i would still just sleep that's because you had a terrible sleep schedule no no that's when i had a job that's like this past year i never got used to it in a year of working at the library i never got used to it and we woke up pretty much the same day well some people i feel like really can't just keep sleeping i'm not one of those people i have literally no internal clock like uh, it's actually a medical condition i think that's true yeah yeah i wholeheartedly co-sign that Uh um yeah Okay, my last one is when your university or college calls you and asks for donations after you've graduated. That's like a huge straight to jail, like for real. This is for real. They should be going to jail for this because here's the thing. I already paid, they're they're collecting tuition every single semester. They're collecting tuition. So here's my question. And what the fuck do you need money for? Student loans. Yes, this isn't. You're well, already still paying it off. Well, then you're not paying the university, but yeah. Yeah, but it's like I'm. I'm still paying basically. I'm. I'm still paying for the fact that I went there. Mm-hmm. This isn't. Why? Why are you calling and asking for a donation? This isn't a nonprofit. This is literally a for-profit college and university. Yes. yes. Their main goal. Why is do profit. you need more money? Yeah. Is what, my question. What could you need it for? That is my question. How bad are you at? financial management uh-huh. that you need to ask 22 year olds who are just out of college for money that they don't have because they just graduated from your university <laughs> but it doesn't make any sense straight to jail for real on that one yeah, that's actually, not a joke yeah that's not a joke Stop i will calling. be calling the cops um yes agree my last one in the last straight to jail overall when you look up a symptom and then the internet tells you it's cancer Okay, like I don't know who's behind that, but we need to find them and we need to prosecute them because I've been having some weird like rushing sounds in my ear that is like this specific type of tinnitus probably or something. I don't know. My mom is an ear doctor, so I'm like not super concerned. I'll just like have her check it out. I look it up, said could be a tumor in your brain. Uh, Thank you. Thanks for that because I'm so glad that a whooshing in my ear every once in a while turned into a tumor. Awesome. Love that. You need to go to jail. I don't ever look up any symptoms on the (laughs) internet anymore because it would just send me into a full on spiral. Mm -hmm. I just don't look it up. I'm like, you know what? If it's really bad, I'll know. I will know if something is seriously wrong. Like I just feel like your body will tell you if something's seriously wrong. Those are all our straight to jails. And I do want to say that if you ever have a straight to jail, please write in. I've gotten a lot of fun feedback from straight to jail. Mostly good besides yes. my one friend from work, but she still loves it. Shout out to her. She listens to every episode. <laughs> awesome. Um, um, is it because of the Disney thing? Okay. Well, we, didn't we didn't even talk even about Disney adults. Them. Yeah. We didn't mention them. <laughs> so now. maybe she'll be happy on this one. Oh, gosh. Okay. So yeah, that was a crazy opening. And this episode was mostly just the intro. So yeah, that's pretty much all we got for you. Mostly this episode was just life updates because we haven't talked in a while and also just 
because we it's been 50 episodes so we yeah. you know we just we wanted to test you guys and see who's still awake um <laughs> i just wanted to give a little yeah give a little life update talk about some current events and just keep you guys in the loop on what's been going on we're just so thankful for 5000 downloads and everybody who listens every week and we would love to get a rating and review if you've never left one yeah these are so fun i check they're so fun i check every time before you record i check all the time and we haven't gotten one in a while and we read them all on the podcast and they are just so fun to get no matter what they say i mean even if you hate it go ahead leave a review Mm -hmm. or like share it on your instagram story you can also rate podcasts on spotify now and it's super low commitment you literally just click one to five stars probably just five stars actually and that's it you don't have to leave a review you just rate it yeah super easy yep. mm-hmm. and i know a ton of people listen on spot on spotify so if you're listening on spotify just go to our podcast page you're probably already on it and there's a little star button and just click the five stars it's so easy so that would be great it really helps us gain more visibility and so does, like Jackie said, sharing the podcast and all those things. So feel free to do that. That could be your summer goal mm-hmm. um, to share our podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're heading into an era. We're in our podcast girly era where we're just going to consistently make content for you. And uh, we want to know what you guys like about this podcast. Do you like us just doing like life updates for this much of the time? Do you like the episodes where we're kind of going over things that we know nothing about? Um, do you like just, just beating topics that we have little to <laughs> no, no knowledge on? Um, or would you just like more like ridiculous episodes? Or do you want us to recap Pretty Little Liars start to finish? Because been, we'll do that's it. It's been done, but we'll do it again. So please write in. Also, write in your straight to jails. Anyways. Yes, we want to do a whole episode of straight to jail. Just like pure negativity. So <laughs> there are things that we hate and we, we're we just going to fill up those jail cells because they're already actually, not it's, filled enough. <laughs> it's fun to get them from other people. So it's not just us like dragging people. Yeah, It's yeah. just kind of a not my cup of tea vibe. I honestly miss not my cup of tea. Oh, no. We got to do that with our next guest. Okay, let's do it. It's kind of the same thing, but not quite. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us and we will be back next week for sure. Now you can find us at so good so far podcast. You can find me at Jackie's attic. You can find me at Nicole Pilgrim and we will see you guys next week. It's been so good. So good. so So far. Cool. I just told you something so funny that my friend just texted me while we were starting. She was like, <laughs> she sent me a gif of, you know, the guy from Parks and Rec, the um, Venezuelan like mm-hmm. leader guy. Straight and to like, jail guy. Straight to jail. Right to jail. Mm-hmm. She sent me like a gif of that. And she was like, you guys talking about eyelid flipping with no warning. <laughs> <laughs>